Hola, guerreras. This is your host of the Painter Files podcast. Welcome. Bienvenidos. I am Jaws Blake, as you well know. This is episode 106. Alright, let's try this again. So, there was a giant power outage when I first filmed this. I filmed about 20 minutes, and then the power went out and did not autosave any of the music. Or, not music. Any of the things I was saying didn't autosave. So that was a bit frustrating, a little, little, little nerve-wracking, but it's okay. It is all doable in the world, and so the peace is found within the simple aspects of doing and then doing again. It's that kind of, you need to... need to figure out a way to let the life that you wish to leave be real for you. So, a quick check-in for those who wonder. I'm doing well. I've been drinking a lot of water, taking a lot of vitamins, trying to exercise, trying to write down my thoughts, which I barely ever do. Um, and I feel like I'm becoming better as an artist by simply taking the notes. to not, Instead of running over and just doing something, I'm taking notes, thinking about it, and then discarding those thoughts and then just painting anyways uh, I mean I try I try to be very planned out but it's just it's not me man it's just not me um, all these things are kind of coming together as they are I finally turned I finished that painting of the little girl and I made that into a poster so that is actually part that is actually uh, purchasable now on my website uh jawsblakeblog.com look for it in the store in the header and I'll be right there I also posted about it this morning so that's cool the sad thing was I really had planned to do a show every week and it just I got my I got my shot for COVID my first one um, and it kind of just took me out like I just didn't have any real energy my stomach was a little off, so as opposed to kind of having a show but not really feeling it, I opted to just just not do it. Unless, of course, you are a patron, and then you know that I did a, sp- a specific Patreon Painter Files podcast, which occasionally I do on my Patreon, uh, Joara Blake. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Things are good. Just trying to figure out my next steps. Been trying to figure out ways to do like designs for shirts and stuff. But every time I like do them, I'm just kind of not happy enough with them. So I'm working now to figure out how to be happier with the ones that I produced. But I want them to be perfect. And I'm not going to put them out until they're perfect. So... 
Instead, I shall keep painting, and some will make into prints, some will just be original sales, and eventually ones will be shirts again. Because uh, oddly enough, out of all the merch I've ever made, shirts are by far the most, um, most bought, actually. Which is nice. It's nice to have passive income. I think that's probably the advice that I would give all artists these days. Like, find passive income. It's, it's, it's a godsend, so to speak. You don't, you, you work really hard, you make the thing you make, and then you just sit back. And you can work on other things, and you don't have to keep going back and forth to that thing. And it's there, so if people want something of yours, you know, it's accessible. It's important. Do something nice for yourself. Make some merch. So, I'm going through my mailbag, and I'm looking and seeing all these little kind of uh, questions I get via the Painter Files podcast emails. So, we're going to uh, see what... uh, see what questions you guys got for me alright how did you get to figure out you enjoyed making things with your hands well my mom used to buy me all these like watercolor coloring books as a kid and I would spend like whole days doing projects painting that thing over and over and over again doing like the little stained glass things they had back in the 80s um trying to think playing with clay doing all these things i was always trying to make stuff i was always trying to like get into the kind of the feel and the groove of things and so it stuck with me since i was a kid and now i'm the age i am now uh let me see do you have a color palette that you enjoy the most I think I use earth tones probably the most, honestly. I notice I go through a lot of, uh, when I when I go through, I think, I think a lot of people don't notice it until you start buying paints individually. And I go through a lot of like, just kind of leaf, different colors of leaf kind of palette. I get a lot of yellows and reds and browns greens and stuff like that so I think that probably sticks with me the most especially when I look around my studio when I see all the paintings that are still hanging up and like I see green in primarily in a lot of them actually I didn't realize that until I actually looked around and saw that Uh, let me see were you inspired by other artists of color when you started off like as a kid um I will say yes to that actually because my mother and my father would take me to see 
the museums and they would take me to all these festivals and like a lot of them were very like cultural festivals so like the artists that I was exposed to were typically like people of color who were like professors and like all types of musicians and so on and so forth so I was always kind of surrounded by really creative people who celebrated and they'd always ask me like you gotta bring something that you worked on and show me and stuff like that and I'd bring them these little things and it was just interesting you know it was very it was very nice to just see people like me who had achieved so much and like they lived in houses that looked like mine and they they came from places that I came from and they did all these things and then you know and then to like find out about the other the rest of the world's art and all these things as we went to museums and everything it was just it was like the connecting thread that made me feel anything I wanted to create could be possible so yeah <laughs> yes I did uh, let me see do you have a favorite artist or painter and if so, who? Um, <laughs> I like the and if so, who? Because you know I'm going to just go, yep, yes, I do. I absolutely do. Moving on. No, I do. My favorite artist is probably still to this day Frida Kahlo. I love the rawness of Frida. I thought Frida just had this like incredible power about herself. As I got older, I'd have to say my favorite artist has probably turned into combination of Jean-Michel Basquiat and um, Paula Bonet actually who's a Spanish she's a Hispanic from who lives in Spain uh, artist she does like printmaking and all this stuff she's very talented and of course Basquiat was just just blunt he was a blunt instrument I love that and he wasn't afraid to just kind of make stuff and do stuff and not really not really stopped ever to do anything which may have been his downfall but still we're not going to talk about that but <laughs> yes so I have two uh, those are why I grew up actually a large portion of my life I grew up in North Carolina I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina um, it was interesting sorry that was the question where did you grow up um, yeah it was interesting it's fickle it's funky the south is the south you deal with a lot of like racism and like passive aggressive shit but if you get around all that and past that you see some of the really really incredibly beautiful things about the place the land is on is just remarkable like don't get me wrong i like maryland but maryland doesn't quite have the prettiness that north carolina had as far as the land. Maryland feels more gray. North Carolina felt green. Very, very green. And it was interesting, honestly. You ran into a lot of people who were just really kind of helpful and sweet and they cared about people they didn't have to care about. And it was it was just nice. It was interesting. I'm never moving back there, but it was nice when I my 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 skewed memories of it are beautiful. Hmm. How did I get into anime? 
and manga and stuff like that. I got into like Japanese and Korean and Chinese cartoons and like comic books and stuff like that and little kind of visual novels uh, when I was probably in my teens. My mom took me, I got the chicken pox, and then my mom took me, as I started to feel better, she got me a Fantastic Four's The Thing, like, sculpture kit to put, put like, a Thing sculpture together um, while I was laying in bed very sick with the chicken pox for, like, two weeks, and... And then I just started reading comic books and everything just kind of fell into that. And I found like Korean and Japanese and not so much Chinese at the time, but all those different little things kind of grabbed hold and became what kind of inspired me and made me watch more stuff and get into that. I think everybody kind of my age started with Dragon Ball for the most part. Dragon Ball is probably like the really like solid thing that you watched. But I remember, like, the Ronin Warriors as a kid and, like, Voltron and all these. Like, a lot of us didn't know that, like, these were Japanese things that had just been dubbed in English. So we just kind of watched them because they were kind of, they came, they'd come on at these weird hours um, during the day. And we'd watch them and make sure we always watched them. And it was just interesting. It had, like, really cool, fun bits to it. And then later on, I stuck with, like, everything that I could get my hands on, and they were wild. Uh, I think the last thing I really finished was probably uh, Chainsaw Man, which is a manga, which I like a lot. Um, I still have, like, a... Alec last year got me a golden Gundam to put together. I still haven't put it together, actually. It's still in the box in my studio. I just... I don't know. I want to have the right energy to put it together because it's kind of like a... It's almost like a meditation thing. I remember when I was a young kid. Non-question. I remember when I was a young kid, my father bought me a bunch of, like, model kits to put together because Upper Marlboro is fairly boring and there's not much to do there. And you can only kind of play video games and hang out by yourself for so long until... You're losing your mind because it's so, 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 so boring. Um, yeah, so I got into comic. So then there's like more comic books and all these things. It worked out well. Like I was a, uh, I liked the X Men growing up as a kid. Um, I didn't like Wolverine actually until a cartoon came out. I just I don't know I didn't like the look of him. He had, he had like a weird old man face that I was like mm, he feels like he should be a bad guy. <laughs> So that was basically how that went. And, you know, I watched the Batman the Animated Series and all that stuff. And I mean, so for the most part, I'm still very much into all those things. I recently finished um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Alec, uh, which is a Marvel TV show on Marvel Plus or whatever it's called. And uh, I really liked it. Uh, I remember reading a comic book when Falcon becomes Captain America. And it was, uh, it was really good. It was well represented. So, yeah. Let me see. What do I wish to see in anime that I don't? I would love to see, like, not Fat Albert, 
and the gang. But, you know, because that's a Bill Cosby thing, and I want Bill Cosby to make any more money. But I'd love to see something like that, but as an anime. You know? Like a slice of life anime about a bunch of black kids. Like that would just be interesting to me to watch. And it's simple, but it'd be really cool. Maybe a bunch of black kids, a bunch of Afro Latino kids, a bunch of like indigenous kids, just a a plethora of people. Just you know but depicted well <laughs> well drawn ways would be really interesting to me actually to just see um alright I think I might know who this one's from uh what is Nerdy Bebop okay so I say Nerdy Bebop a lot because Nerdy Bebop is a group that my wife and her one of her best friends founded and it's like a media kind of thing so they do interviews they do movies and music and meetups and games and all types of stuff and it's mostly like a celebration of like artists of color queer artists etc and it's just I don't know it's a very beautiful thing and I'm very happy to be a part of it and to make art with it and all the cool people I've met and all the cool places I want to go and do stuff with it's a fledgling company but you know one day it's gonna be it's gonna be huge so that'll be nice is your art important to you? Boo, that's loaded. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it wouldn't be. I think all artists that artists make feels like it's their babies. Like that's where everything comes from, everything goes, how it works, how it fits together, etc. So yeah, I love, I love my art, and I feel like my art is making a difference in the world. If that is kind of what you mean by it means something. Uh, how do people find your art normally? The last question. Um, a lot of times people find it on either social media or an interview I'll do in some type of like interview. <laughs> um occasionally an actual art show occasionally in a bunch of other stuff but um i find that is typically the most common way that people find me is mostly through a lot of different social media things and i'm on a lot of social media promoting myself constantly so because kind of honestly that's what you have to do as an artist you have to promote yourself nobody else is gonna do it um yeah so that was questions we made it Yay! Yay! Special dog park edition. <laughs> um, I think I'm just figuring out how to relax, how to be less. Less kind of just like subdued and having more fun finally with myself. I think a long time I was brought up to just kind of be a bit of a stick in the mud and I've been 
attempting to not be that way for a while. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think there's always so much going on in the world, it becomes impossible to really just relax and be silly and everything. So I'm making better efforts to do that through meditation like I've been doing, through just exercises, mental and physical, walking the dog more, talking to the wind, listening to all the crazy noises the world makes when you're outside and everybody else is slowly falling asleep, trying to avoid allergies. Uh, and I feel, I feel like I'm really getting there, you know? It's just nice. It's nice to not feel exhausted with frustration or anger or any of these things. To just be on a walk, looking at the wind blow the leaves, watching the sky slowly roll, looking at the moon deep in the sky, what looks back at me. Hearing the suggestions of the world. What to make. How to find my calm. My peace. Everything. <sighs> it's weird how this turned into a meditation. <laughs> you didn't realize it was, but it was. <sighs> Sometimes you have to figure out a way to take all the weight that's on your shoulders... And just push it off so that it falls behind you and it's just gone. Not compartmentalize it, not avoid the frustrated aspects of it. None of those things. Just drop it off like a duck with water. To just see everything. As it is, build upon it. Let go of the stuff you don't need. You're so much more than your angers and your frustrations. You're a full gone, blown, beautiful individual. And it's time we celebrate each other. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the meditation. The funny thing is I recorded this once already and it totally came out blank, which is, it's its own thing. But I digress. So, for a couple weeks now, I've been doing a meditation, actually. And I've been noticing via the good feedback and even the uptick in listeners actually that it's been something very positive for you and for me so let's give it another shot shall we so like i said i've already done one meditation but what is wrong with doing more you know it's good for the soul all right so i want you to take your palms and place them on your lap facing facing up towards the sky so your palms are up towards the sky. 
not describing as well. Uh, now from that, I want you to imagine all the things above you as all the things you grasp and wish to have, all the things you want to see in yourself. And then take all the negativity and all the things that you've been feeling that you can't do and hold them right in the middle of yourself. Take a deep breath in. Pulling in all the positive. Take a deep breath out. Through your lips. Letting all the negative things go. And repeat. In our lives, oftentimes we are told that we can't do things. And that is not true. Almost everything that you wish to achieve in life within most moments of hard work and just belief in yourself can be accomplished. All the positive in. I can, I can, I can, I will, I am, I shall, I will. All the, all the negative out. No. I won't be stopped. I am capable. I am courageous. <laughs> Trying to think of other words. I am beautiful. I'm wonderful. And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. You are this wonderful, like, creative being in your own way. I want you to take all the negative that's left, because there's always some left. Put it in the palms of your hands as you're sitting there. Lift your hands up and start rubbing your hands together. You're washing and wiping off all the negative, all the things that make you feel worrisome and sad and tired. I know the pandemic has been rough, but you are so much greater than a year of your life made stagnant. You are kinetic energy. All that has built up is simply ready to explode outward in a positive way to allow you to achieve the goals that you want. <sighs> Tina and I joke a lot about being a murder, which is a, a bunch of crows. Join our murder. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Um, you are not alone in things, no matter how much it feels like it. We're all in this together. If you ever need anyone to talk to, you're welcome to email me at the Painter Files Podcast at gmail.com. I'm happily here for you, as much as you've always been here for me. One more time. And rest your shoulders become jelly and your back become jelly. <laughs>
and your legs and your face and your neck and your head. Oh, wobble, wobble, wobble. Feet, legs, butt, nipples, I don't know, everything. Hair, <laughs> fingernails, I missed something, ears. Just, just shout them out while you're doing this. Let it all melt away, kids. My Gavettis, my Jinshi. We got this. We got this. So on a simple note, I've been playing this new game called uh, Mutazone. <laughs> which is like this I want to say it's like originally created by like these Portuguese people because uh, it has kind of a it has it, it looks New Zealand-ish but it's got the names for the people who created it seem Portuguese we all got words with hats as people would <laughs> so nicely called them and it's about this girl who goes to see her grandfather who's passing away because naturally these are the games that I play and um she helps him tend his garden, and she has this, but it's it's in a land where, like, a, uh, I think, like, a meteor fell once, and so everybody's, like, mutated, but it's not scary, it's just, like, it happens to be, like, the thing that's going on, and, uh, she has this latent ability where she plants something, she can hear the music from the plants, so it's kind of like a gardening sim in a way, but with, like, kind of a fallout feel to it. And it's just really beautiful and calming and peaceful. And I'm using that right now. It has like a secondary game that like you can just like plant seeds in a garden and water them and then they play music. And it's like a lo-fi. It's like you make a lo-fi type of chimey beat uh, with the plants and stuff. It's on PlayStation. I've been waiting for it to come out on Switch, but it never came out on Switch. So I'm playing it on PlayStation finally after a year of waiting. I like it honestly I think sometimes you have to do stuff like that there's so much that goes into just like creative and making and doing everything like I'm always making something and sometimes as beautiful as that is it is stressful at the same time so I'm just letting it all chill and be good now so I ask that the same of you let life be chill and be good to yourselves I will talk to you in probably a week keeping this up for the most part um the painter files is my baby <laughs> and i'm very happy about it um i'm happy to share it with you i'm happy to be part of all this with you and it's just really important to kind of do little things like this so uh i talked to tina by the way our podcast our secondary my secondary podcast um is uh i dream of dead mice and I made a sticker for it, so that's fun. I told her, I was like, well, we made stickers now, so we have to put it together. <laughs> we got to put it out now because we made it. So that, so for those who don't remember, that is a podcast where Tina and I talk about our dreams. And then we go through like little kind of like dream encyclopedias and stuff like that. But we also talk about like, you know, it's really about what you feel it is because it's things that represent stuff to you in your life. Like, I grew up where all the places I grew up. So my interpretation of 
shrubbery may be different than yours. A greenhouse is something I've always wanted. So if I see a greenhouse in my dreams, it's like, wow, I'm like achieving this. As opposed to, you know, for some it might mean fertility or something of that nature. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So all these things are working. They're coming together. The machine is a moving. And yeah, I love you. I hope you're well. And I will talk to you again later. Painter out, as always. This was Painter Files Podcast, episode 106. Ciao, guys.